There we go. Sorry. Welcome to another wonderful week of Zombros action. I'm joined by the greatest co-host in all the world, Johnny J25. That was my intro. I keep recording stuff and then muting, so my apologies. I am the best co-host ever, though. Yes, he is. And I also want to say to treat this week because we have Johnny J big bass voice this week. Anyway, um, announcement-wise, the last episode was just uploaded today, so you guys can hear that on iTunes and Spotify. Everything else working on the cups. We'll get those to you. And uh, posters coming. Black Friday sale through December 13th. Uh, the Ether posters will go on sale again and Chaos posters. So that's a big uh, excitement. Besides big that, one. hope you're enjoying the new editors. Uh, Chroma is going to be getting his first video out soon. But Welling has been going BT Welling. I keep trying to call him BT Wellington. I don't know because Remington new model. I don't know why I want to call him that. So I might end up getting like a, a really shitty prop gun and just put BT Wellington on it just so whenever I mess up, I can take out the prop gun. It's not a good idea. We're moving on. Let's talk about uh, BO4's updates, uh, COD, mobile, and some of the other things going on in the Call of Duty zombie world right now. I want to talk about COD mobile first, if you don't mind, because I think that's a big more... Oh, and the gauntlet. The whole reason we were talking about the Tag Deer Totem's gauntlet. But I think COD mobile is a big positive, so I wanted to start on a high note here. Do you, do you want to yeah. talk about COD mobile? I do. COD yeah. Mobile is really interesting. Isn't it, though? Mm -hmm. Especially zombies. I, I only watch Mr. Dalek JD's coverage and videos on it right now. I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, I should. Is it free? I... Yeah, it's free. All right. Then I'll probably I do that. I haven't played it either, but I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it exactly. Because um, my understanding is that it's it's available on test servers or beta servers. Yes. Um, but it's not fully released yet. I think yeah. it's timed too. Like you can only play 40 minutes at a time. Yeah, I did see that. And I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if like anybody can access these beta servers or what. So somebody could actually inform me on that. That'd be good to know. Sure. Sure. Chat. It's up to you. But it's pretty cool. Actually. I was surprised by it. Me too. It's one of those things that gives me major custom zombie vibes, but moreover COD Online vibes, and you don't have the pressure of the story mode, but you have the familiarity of the locations, like Shidonuma, I believe, and Transit were the two that I saw uh, in Beta and Alpha, and seeing the crazy bosses they've thrown in there is really appealing to me, and on the old system as well. I wasn't a big fan of, like, the as soon as you end... Well, I guess you get rewards, but literally, like, the slot machine of gobblegums you get at the end, but I don't know how that microtransaction system works at all so i don't care it's fine there, there's no criticism yet just the imagery is like oh boy where, where are you gonna go with that we, we know what activision likes to do regardless the bosses there's like the butcher there was a cyberist you could fight the avogadro i mean there was a weird scorpion boss so many cool bosses i saw on that and it, it's just like it makes sense for that mode it's, it's like objective based it's not endless survival it's like they took zombies and they're like all right we're just gonna make our own weird little thing that it's just fun and interesting. I don't know about replayability, but just looking at it on the surface level, that stuff seemed fun. Yeah, it did. And it also, like, it. I was surprised just how good it looked. Yeah. I mean, it's a mobile game. So, yep. you know, it's obviously not to the standard of, of Xbox. But, like, you know, like, if do you remember the old COD mobile? Yep. On, like, iOS, they Horrible. had World at War. Yep. Um, that one worked. That one was okay. It didn't look good, but it mm -hmm. worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, then there was the Black Ops one, which looked bad and also played really poorly. Like, it mm -hmm. just would not run smoothly on my phone back when I had gotten it. Okay. Um, this one, though, like, it looks like it runs smooth. And it, it, it honestly, it looks like like something out of the PlayStation 2. 
Yeah. Isn't sounds like a knock, but actually isn't. You know? Mm-hmm. No, like no. I, what I, I was going to say it looks like World at War when it was released, a PS3 game. Because World at War, when you look back on it, especially on 720p PS3, it looks rough. And it looks. No, I think World at War looks better. Maybe it's just. On PC, it does. Hardware. I'll say definitely on PC. But like, I have old gameplays of World at War, and it's marginally better than what you're seeing on. on uh, uh, but, but the art style is different, though. Yeah, um, okay, I'll give you that. Style, there's a lot more saturation. Um, I think they also, like, they're using lower res textures, and I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and smaller models. Um, I, I think actually a better comparison, and it honestly might look even better, is World at War or Black Ops Wii. Okay. Sure. Like, Black Ops Wii looks bad. Does. Um, but I mean, this doesn't look as bad. This is uh, Mr. Dalek JD's gameplay. If anybody's interested, I'm gonna pop it on screen real quick over the tagged or token gameplay I have, uh, just for the sake of interest here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm watching right now some uh, some Wii gameplay from Black Ops One. Yep. And um, it's definitely again a different art style, but I think I like the look of the iPhone better than i do black ops on the wii i would agree no i think the graphics are really exceptional for a mobile device that's what is yeah. very surprising way, to me the way they the way they design the map too i think in terms of like textures and render distance and stuff it's much more optimized for the phone than it is say like absolutely wii. absolutely the wii's just a, just a crappy low budget port mm-hmm well, that's what I was curious. Is this completely from the ground up, or it looks, did they... It looks to me ground up. Yeah, because they even have special um, areas. Like, this transit boss fight I'm showing right now from Mr. Dalek JD uh, it, against Cyberus is just fascinating. I, they, they're they literally putting all these different objectives in here and programming specific bosses to show up for certain sequences. It's, I, I think a lot of work went into this in a way that is... Uh, you know, can be smiled upon into the zombies community. I don't yeah, really know. Like this is, this is it's not a positive. like, you know, when we had the, when we had the, the previous mobile versions, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them like a low effort cash grab because eh. like, I, I really do think, I really do think though the world at war one worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. I like the world at war one. Um, but like they didn't really improve on the original content. Mm hmm. Like, they just took the original base zombies and put it on the phone. This, though, like, they're taking the base zombies, they're adding objectives, missions, yes. bosses. Yeah. Like, I thought that the the one, the basically, it's Takio. Did you see the Takio fight? Uh, or the Zetsubo fight? Zetsubo fight? There was a Shinonuma and a guy that looked like Takio that was this big like lumbering goliath yeah yeah okay okay yeah but but oh he says it there he goes crazy sensible boss fight my apologies okay yeah to get so to get there what you actually have to do is do a little bit of an easter egg yeah um do we do now so i think and part of that easter egg takes place in zetsubo no shima whoa i see it now it's a zetsubo that isn't as like just decrepit and run over like it was yeah it's it's slightly different um and I thought this was a really cool concept where it's like they took this thing that we've seen before in zombies and yep. gave it a new light, kind of like they did in Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. But it's on the fucking mobile phone. And I know like I know we, we complain about remasters and rehashes sure. and um, 
in Black Ops 4. Mm -hmm. In Black Ops 4, we have higher expectations. Exactly. We want a brand new zombies experience. I have low, low expectations for this version on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then to see them like reworking Shinonuma into Zetsuba or reworking Zet into Shinonuma and giving them a connection. And no. then, you know, adding a little bit of a quest and then the boss fight. And the boss fight's cool when it loads in. It's got like a, it's got like a little mini cutscene that I would have never expected from this version. Oh, my God. There's diary pages. I Again, yeah, yeah. I so don't care about the lore. Diary, there's diary pages. There's radios. There's a lot going on here. That's that's just cool. That adds a bit of mysticism has, to games. This has effort. Yeah, I mean, arguably, there's so much thought put into something so simple, and sometimes it's better to have the keep it simple, stupid approach to these type of things. I mean, it might be also the system is classic. This is basically looks like classic zombies to me. You don't have your specialist weapons. You don't have all those extra things. I guess there's class-based yeah, system pretty, on there. The HUD is it, it, definitely cluttered. I actually think I kind of like the HUD. Uh, um the the problem with the the problem with the mobile HUD is that you have to put the buttons on screen. Yeah. Um. But I I found the mini map actually kind of interesting. I don't know if it's necessary, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. Like it 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 takes it, it's a new thing in zombies where it's like never before have we been able to see a top down view of literally where everything is on the map, like mm-hmm. bosses and zombies. Like that actually, if if you're good. You could probably use that in a way to like be able to avoid zombies really easily. Like, you mm-hmm. know, normally in zombies you don't want to walk backwards and shoot because you don't know what's behind you. Oh, that's but fair. You do when you, but you do when you have the mini map. That's fair. That's really fair. Uh, um, like in the the round counter at the top, I don't think that's that bad. Um, even like with the perks and the guns and seeing them there, so you know what they are to easily switch. Maybe you can just make that a button. You don't need to have them on screen, but you have your ammo counts there. Yeah. If you could th- make th- most of that disappear on screen, all the little buttons, that would be th- a big win. Oh, jug speed and double tap are in this. There you go. Yeah. I think it works well for the real estate they have. Um, yeah. that's. I mean, I, yeah. I, to be fair, don't yeah. don't think are necessary in the hub are things like the... Um, at the top, you have like the, the settings and the volume and the mute and the sprint button and the chat button and the thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I think they could be made smaller or maybe just put in a line under the mini map. Sure. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're the things I don't really get, but I think for the most part, I, I'm actually a fan of the hub. I wonder how less cluttered it looks like it on an iPad. If this even plays on an iPad, I'd be curious. Uh, I think it does play. I think Call of Duty mobile is on an iPad. Um, it should be cause it's all iOS. Um, but yeah, I bet it's even better on an iPad. Whoa. What? It changes it. It's around 13 Abomination. Then he does... I'm, again, watching Mr. Dalek JD's. Make sure to go check it out. Uh, him doing this Easter egg. And I saw the previous gameplay he had was from Gun of Truth. Isn't that the mapper we had on, like, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Ah, so he, he's gotten access to this. And I think he shared some of the gameplay with John. So that's really cool. And maybe those influences will also impact our modding community. That's really cool. Uh, ah, it's so weird. Boss round... Jub Oko? I, I really don't want any story significance behind any of this. This just looks like really cool, just fun. And yeah. again, because it comes from mobile. Why if you're gonna make the argument, why didn't you have the same approach to Black Ops 4? 
I mean, the marketing alone led us in a completely different direction and expectation, especially when you look back at the original cutscenes. Did you do it where you put all the cutscenes together and released it like the Black Ops 4 movie? Did you do that? I think yeah, you did. Yeah, I did that. You Isn't it? Exact, you can see the exact moment when the budget cut. Wow, it's a bit, it's like, whoa. It's understandably disappointing to see where it went compared to where it started. Mm-hmm. John gets completely wrecked by the uh, by the boss. Yeah, the Jupico Jub. It's interesting though. The the Jub bosses are basically Jubico? just bullet sponges, though. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of um, what you expect. They're raid box bosses for a COD Mobile. Yeah. I, I again, I don't expect much out of it. I don't understand the cards of the system yet. It looks like weapon XP cards. Okay. I'm not seeing anything really too malicious about it all. It's interesting to have. Different takes on transit and uh, Shinonuma and even Zet showing up. Those are the things that kind of add to your excitement in in the the headcanon you end up having. Something that, like you were just discussing with the map, as soon as you see a room on the mini map that you can't access, but the mini map says you can get into, that's something you're going to start obsessing about and trying to have fun to solve. What does this mean? And you don't need a guide. You can just try and figure things out to see how you can get in there. Or if it's a crazy Easter egg quest, at least you know, oh, I should probably be looking up. How do I get into the secret room? Those things are, like, essential to engaging gamers. And I think it's potentially a cool addition they could add if they're going to have a mini-map on screen like uh, they do inside this game. Mm -hmm. I find it so odd, though, that the HUD varies depending on which map you're on. I don't get that. I'm sorry, say that again? I find it odd that the HUD changes depending on which game mode you're, or which map you're playing. Well, like if you'll notice, Transit has a different HUD than Shinonuma. Well, that th this is Alpha, the other one's Beta. Oh, okay. And then someone yeah. in chat, Ray Mitchell, says you can change the opacity and size of everything in the HUD as well as move them. So there oh, you go. That's and that's terrific. And you know yeah, what? That's... that's probably why it's changed then, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cool. I would say that the HUD is much, much improved from alpha to beta. Yeah. I, the I, transit, the, 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 this the is actually sure. the first time I've seen the transit one. Yes. Um, and I'm watching like in the field where the boss fight is. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Isn't that cool? Actually, I think it actually looks really good. That's what I was saying. I mean, it just, some of the stuff. It feels, like, it feels like transit without the fog, actually. Yeah. I mean, the mobile Avogadro, probably can't handle the, the fog. The Avogadro literally looks straight, though, from the, uh, from, like, the Black Ops 2. Yeah. I bet that that model's so, like, sparse that they could do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because it's just lines, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know. With I'm not a 3D model expert, so I can't imagine. I'm sure... I, there's a couple guys. Colin But, you know, it's know. like... It's it's like the, the Avogadro, though, of all the models, mm -hmm. it, like... It has very few different like colors. Mm -hmm. It's pretty basic. Like it's just a it's yeah. just white in hey. lines. That's what I mean. Yeah, in comparison, yeah, I feel you. Then I think then that's not too ridiculous a statement to to make that it was probably I was watching, easier. I was watching the animation, um, and the animation looked a lot like the Black Ops Two one, mm -hmm. the... which they probably modeled it off of. But like, I just found it interesting. 
Yeah, and and, and go, moving off that too, they all have like custom cutscenes, like you just pointed out. I just saw showed the napalm on screen, the inferno coming uh, on there. I, I, that's the a note I did have was all the knockoff names. This seems like the rice crispy, the crispy rice treats knockoff brand version, where all these things have just these strange names, like the napalm zombies, the inferno, and then like Cyberus for that you literally fight Cyberus inside uh, this Cyberus Cerberus. Well, Cerberus is what. It's it called. is. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. You got Cerberus, Avogadro, like they make sense, but the, like the Jabaco, I'm not really sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the the Scorpion one had a like the Abomination, the Butcher, uh, just standard names for baddies, and it's not really that big a deal. The Butcher looks not... crazy. Yeah, he does. Could you imagine that shit walking of... around? Ooh. I'm not putting a lot of stock into the names. Oh no, no. But that's why again, it makes me take it less seriously. It's just. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's you're you're here to have fun on a mobile device when you're out and about. You're not expecting it's free too. That that's again why expectations are so changed for something like this. This is all free. That's that's amazing. And they're gonna try and get you on the microtransactions, but we're not paying sixty dollars or a hundred dollars for a special edition or two hundred dollars for the super special edition. Ha hearing all these promises, going through a whole season, and the, the expectations are quite different than something like this. This is a big win, and it's no surprise many people are uh, playing this. Oh, and also I see graphic quality is very high on the video, so I I would be curious to see if there's memes coming out if you play on the lowest COD mobile graphical settings. How bad it looks. Oh, it's got to be awful. It has to be yeah, atrocious. Oh, but... yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I'm curious to know how far this goes in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, would they ever fully build transit, you know? Like connect mm -hmm. all the different because it seems like just each area is just a little arena, right? I don't know. It, it seems that way, but I thought I was reading about it on one of the Reddit posts, uh, trying to do some research before talking about it on the podcast. I thought they said they ported it all together, and then they took feedback instead of just porting the whole map initially in private alpha. They then broke it up into these missions, and that's what we see now. And that's why yeah. it feels new basically it feels a lot different than the original port that was just the same thing rehashed mm -hmm. and maybe Arbitrary. that's why the remasters didn't really hit well so much because this is very far from what transit is even though it looks the same having bosses missions objectives new cutscenes for the bad guys i mean we didn't get mm -hmm. cutscenes for the bad guys in black ops 4 uh maybe one or two times at most but i'm the butcher as a customized one i just saw the avogadro the secret boss the oh i mean man that's that's a lot of effort put into this this cod mobile zombies mode i wonder if Treyarch gave their stamp of approval on this or activision was just like this is ours we can do what we want outsource it to I another studio i definitely think that's part of it i definitely think Treyarch. they probably consulted with Treyarch, mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be shocked if Treyarch was like you know we'd rather you didn't do all this mm -hmm. but because you're going to and we don't have a say we're gonna give our blessing you know yeah, I mean, the warden shows up in Shinonuma, so I feel, I feel like Treyarch was like, whatever, you know, you do, you, you do, know, it's you. Like, it's like if it's gonna happen, let's let's make it happen well, rather than uh, rather than like drag our feet. Mm -hmm. But I, the, uh, I, I want to know though, like, would we ever reach a point where the Call of Duty Mobile gets its own maps? I, why, why not? Scary. I mean, if if it's bringing in money. 
you yeah, follow well, the money. It, of course, it all it all depends on how much money it brings in. It also all depends on like how um how how big the player base is. Mm-hmm. But if it was to get to the point where there were a lot of people playing it and they did start to get their own unique maps and then have like their own unique lore, mm-hmm. it really could take off as its own thing, like a zombie spinoff. Sure. Sure, exactly. And I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if it'll slowly evolve into that. Yes, I think this is an excellent zombie spinoff. I think the worst thing they could do is try and make it canon to the Ether storyline or something like that. That would just, yeah. it's just not, you're pigeon-toeing yourself at this point. Um, I, I, I have a lot of nice things to say about it. Ray Mitchell seems to have a lot of details on the game, so I'm going to read out a couple more of his uh, points. Monetizations, monetization are loot box, direct purchases, and roulette wheels. XP cards aren't purchasable, and they're used for leveling up any weapon you want. So you earn XP to level up weapons, but then you have these three different microtransaction systems. That's how they make their money on a free game, because clearly this, this this takes a lot of effort to develop something like this, All right, to, to be fair. So you, there's got to be some comp- compensation on some end um, i'm i'm sure i'm not gonna like it once i look into the details and once it's released but it's free though that's i have such a better it's not great but at least it's starting at free versus we we're paying the special edition money and we still can't access all the weapons in game which we'll we'll get to that later um there was another uh really good point made in chat about this that was the butcher looks like the Kinodirto in unused uh, engineer zombie that was also used in Dead Ops Arcade. I thought that was something just fun because I've had that when people on podcasts don't bring that up and I'm banging my head. I'm like, it totally looks like this. It's so obvious. Uh, very much so. I, I agree completely that it, it looks like they're taking even some influences from Dead Ops Arcade or unused concept oh, art from previous call of duties and that's cool that's cool because then you get that there's something about that feeling especially with old games you don't see it so much in new games where it's that that constant wonder that there's more like in a mario game you'll find a mario on the n64 like this this secret weird thing that people didn't understand the developers put it in was it unfinished and this weird sound comes out about it there's so much lore i think there's a a game, Sticky Paddles, Creepy Gaming was a channel back in the past. I don't know if he's still doing it. Probably is. Um, where there's just such a large amount of this this mystery inside gaming that you could easily capitalize with the Zetsubo Nushima where you teleport to a whole new place. That was part of why Zombies initially was interesting uh, when we were like, oh, man. It, they could do anything. Now we're, we're pretty. We know the formula. We know what they're capable of. The curtain's been pulled back. We we rarely are super surprised when they do something like this. Is clearly a surprise. That's Nushima showing up in the middle of Shino Numa in a new setting. It makes you start wondering, like, oh, all these new questions. And I, I think that's really awesome. This genre, or at least this aspect of gaming, that gets you to ask so many new questions that probably don't have any answers. It's the J.J. Uh, Abrams of video games, where it's just like, you make a black box. Who cares what the answer is? But people want to know what's in the black box. That spawns a lot of really fun gaming memories and moments. Yeah. I would so far give this my big thumbs up of approval. Yeah. Very excited. It drops the 22nd. I'll be picking it up, and I'm sure we'll, t- we'll after a play, we'll talk about it on the show. Sure. I think the 22nd it drops. Am I right? Yes, you are right. 22nd. 
I bet. I also like the I am Groot about the Zespunoshima uh, boss. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just a Groot boss fight. Cool. All right. Yeah, I just want to catch up with chat there. That's all good. So that is all set. We'll talk about uh, the adjustments to the loot box and the loot mechanics and the ranking mechanics inside Black Ops 4 with one of the latest updates in early November. And then we'll talk about Tagdeer Toten's uh, Gauntlet. So there was a blog post released by Treyarch Studios on November 4th, 2019. And they talked about uh, big changes are coming to Black Ops 4 to give players a direct path to earning new weapons and rewards just by playing the game. I've been a massive proponent of that. I have advocated for that for a very, very long time. And I am thrilled to see this implemented in the game. At least this might set a precedence for them to start here and not end a season where they should have started. When there should be ways, just like in Modern Warfare, uh, they've maybe learned that you should be able to play the game and earn all the guns in game like you used to in Call of Duty. So it's one of the most basic mechanics. The game's all about gunplay. It's all about getting the guns and playing with them. Don't lock these behind walls. Please don't lock these behind walls uh, or randomness or the possibility like cryptocurrency. You could you could just keep getting crypto boxes and BO3 and never get all the guns. You could forever because of duplicates and all that type of stuff. Um, one moment. So what, what, what do you make about this blog post? Uh, uh, well, I think one thing is nice is that maybe this is them like because they're doing this after the season. Mm -hmm. Maybe just maybe they're dipping the toes in the water. And mm -hmm. seeing like, okay, does this do people like this? Can we do this in Black Ops Five and not get shit? Mm -hmm. Is there any possibility of that, or do you think this is just like postseason kind of like whatever? I think it's potentially postseason whatever, but they're hoping to get good data to maybe argue in the next game to Activision that we start this way. We were still making more transactions or whatever, because I think the sentiment is Treyarch was. Uh, strong-armed by Activision to implement the loot box systems from Grand Heist onwards. It's not a good look. Let's, we got to be honest. It's a really bad look uh, to implement this after you've gotten all the money out of the community. After all the frustration, after players have been begging for a system like this the entire life cycle of Black Ops 4, and then you implement it a month into uh, Call of Duty, almost a month into Modern Warfare's release as player counts fall drastically inside black ops 4 trying to get people to grind on this um it's great for those that still love the game i know there's still a group of people that swear by black ops 4 as being their favorite game ever so i think they're going to be very excited about this but i think it's almost like the same idea to a fall at 76 community not as extreme they got their core group they like the game no matter what this is what they're after for everybody else it's like it feels just like a slap in the face like this is this is so much better if it was during the season why 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 didn't we start here with grand heist why did it take this long these things were suggested for so long and we couldn't get this i mean how many prestigious key videos do you have to make about how rough the system was i mean that's part of the reason we don't talk about it is because what do we add to the conversation it's the same damn conversation every time we talk about loot boxes um so i i think i hope treyarch Maybe start here and just try and get better with this. I'm hoping more and more companies, even EA, no microtransactions in Jedi The Last Order, the recent Star Wars game they just released. Almost as a, we're sorry about Battlefront uh, the way we did that. We're just letting this one go clean and people like the game. It's not the best game ever, but they released a solid game and critics are happy with it. People are happy with it. 
That's pretty great. Yeah, it's a shock that EA is releasing a game and there hasn't been any major controversy. Right? So it's like maybe there's a correction happening in the industry. I don't think it's likely, but I think maybe a minor correction to try and find, okay, the government's getting involved. They're starting to look into these laws thanks to uh, uh, Blizzard's mess-ups and all that type of deal and the EU, or it's just Brit British Parliament. I keep confounding it with the EU. It's not the EU. <laughs> Britain's trying to leave the EU. Um, British Parliament. Uh, it's uh, And I miss you too, JC. Hey, JC's in chat. Good to see you. Jedi, thank you. Jedi Fallen Order uh, is is the game. It, it looks like an upgraded, maybe a little bit clunky version of the Force Unleashed, just by two cents there. But I mean, the industry would, I think, focusing on making good games and stop like the machine. Someone made a comment on one of my previous videos, um, and I, I very much felt his sentiment of like it's a machine. Franchises stop being like this this special thing around 2013 money got huge in the gaming industry and then this mentality of we need a new game every year assassin's creed did it um mm. call of duty's done it for quite a long time fifa's done it sports games have done it um but but to wwe to but to uh, a different degree they always, they, right? they always felt minor, they always felt minorly organic Mm -hmm. because like each season had a new new roster right you know? but now that we have the updates it feels like why why can't you? I mean, they're actively updating it. I downloaded for free MLB the show 2019 when the Yankees lost out of the playoffs and lived out my very sad fantasy beating the Houston Astros and MLB the show. It was free. It was a really bad obsession, and that game was driving me nuts. Regardless, um, the game felt the same like it did when I played it back in 20, 2009 or 20, I, 2009, 2007, I think, were the times I was playing it on my PSP and PlayStation 2 playstation 3 maybe i played the heck out of those games in the past but i saw almost no improvements and they update the rosters so i'm like how is the graphics like i'm still so disappointed by mlb the show's graphics it's how how do games like the last of us exist and mechanics like they add new modes to these game modes but they're not drastically improving i, I think it hurts the industry and, and that's why people you can buy like mlb the show 2014 for like cents a couple bucks but you certain like all-star baseball games from back in the past they had a little different character and structure to them that they actually they sell as novelties they sell for more than a modern better playing game just because well that's the same game released 15 times and then you know it's just part of part of the machine grind yeah so anyway uh yeah so good on track uh, the, the things they talked about, reverse stacks, uh, you can basically trade in 50 reserve cases that allows players to select the weapons of their choice. So that that's the big deal right there. Still a lot. 50 reserve cases, that's a lot. Uh, so you're they're still encouraging people to buy 50 reserve cases instead of earning 50 reserve cases. But you do daily contracts, you get two a day. So you're playing for two hours a day. You get two of those, 25 days, you'll be able to guarantee you get a gun. Uh, so, you know, it's 50 hours of gameplay. It's still a lot. It's still got a long it's, way to it's, go. It's, it's the fact that you can guarantee. It's the fact that you can say the word guarantee. Yes. Yeah, it feels like a positive step. Agreed. I always can use the word guarantee. Agreed. And then you also get no dupes, I think, with one of them as well for the other two things that show up in the box, which is nice. I feel like that should be the default, but at least we're getting there where they're acknowledging, like, these are special, no duplicates. So you get the gun you want in the game that you paid for. Uh, so hopefully it'll get better. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so enough about that. It's not going to go to a positive conversation if we keep talking about it. Let's talk about the gauntlet. Uh, what did you think of the gauntlet? I did not play it. I watched uh, Mr. Raffle Waffles, Milo, and Smart Guy play it for three hours, uh, and I skipped through it. I could not sit through all three hours of it, uh, through the, the gauntlet itself. And I have some opinions about it, and I believe John does as well. So uh, let's talk about it. It's a rough gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, it's not a hard gauntlet. It's just a tedious gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time I played through it, uh, you don't know what's coming, of course, as always. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you you, can't see what you can't see. Like, you know how the gauntlet, the, yeah. like the menu only opens up as you slowly do it. So you, yep. like your first two playthroughs or so, you don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And so you're just kind of going through the rounds. And what I find really frustrating is when you get to a round that's literally impossible to beat because you didn't know it was coming. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. complete a totem. Like, I wasn't worrying about the totems. I was worrying about the gauntlet. Yep. So then when I see complete a totem by the end of the round, I'm like, well, fuck. I like, so I go run to the beach and I do that totem. Mm-hmm. And the first one is like, I think you get 12 kills with the snowballs, which isn't that hard. Yep. And then get 12 kills with the lighthouse. But then I'm like, well, fuck, there's not enough zombies on the round. Yep. So I've, I've, I've now died because I didn't, like, I should have started that sooner. Yep. Um, and then, so my next playthrough, I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm just going to be, because they're going to throw nonsense at me like that, like mm-hmm. stuff I don't know I have to do until, like, it's the round and I might not have enough time. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and I looked at all of the different things. And sure. that's when I read through and I'm like, oh, no, I have to do all five totems. So my next two playthroughs, I'm pretty much just doing the totems. Like, there are rounds when I'm not mm-hmm. even, like, paying attention to the challenge for that round because mm-hmm. it's something like relatively minor or it's Mm -hmm. i don't need to worry about it too much like if it's something easy like survive an electric zombie round or grab the handle like i'm gonna do that already Mm -hmm. but it's like ah god i i I spent more time doing totem challenges than i actually did the gauntlet challenges my best on this is 11 and i've completed three totems in a single game i spent an hour just doing the totems and getting to 11 like that was just annoying, and but I also did feel like I'm like okay, well if if I can knock out these totems as soon as possible, mm-hmm. I'm sailing. Like it'll be smooth. But it's uh, those totems that like unless you're actually actively working on them beforehand, you might not have enough time to do them. Right. Especially the there's something about the implementation of those type of challenges where it's the gotcha challenges. It's not actually difficult. You just screwed because you didn't know it was coming. And it's just like aha, dummy, you should have known yeah. to do this early. Or it's some of the ones. It's like I just don't know how to do them mm-hmm. like i didn't know how to do the uh the wonder waff easter egg yep so then i had to pause the game and go look up a tutorial from milo and watch milo's tutorial and i have that up mm-hmm. and then i'm doing one of the totems and i didn't know how to do the soup so then i had to pull up a soup tutorial mm-hmm. and then i didn't know how to make the heat pack so i had to do a heat pack tutorial and it was just like ah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe I should know how to do this shit i guess if i'm a zombies youtuber i should know how to do all this shit mm-hmm but still, I don't like the idea of having to pause the game and go look up a tutorial so I can go continue on in my gauntlet. Like, yeah. I think I think the best gauntlet challenges are the ones that are actually challenges. Like, mm-hmm. for example, you have ones that's like only be able to kill zombies in the uh, in the beacon of the lighthouse, mm-hmm. which is a really tough one to do, especially as it moves around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's found later in the game. Um, even other stuff like like use unpack and punch pistols or take damage when you're not sprinting like those are actually challenges Mm. 
build the shield by the end of the round is not a challenge. No, it's more tutorials. It's something... It helps yeah. you learn the map, and that might be one of their goals is helping casual players through gauntlets. You're forcing learn them to the learn map. the map, but yeah. And I, I, I think I've made that exact argument before. Actually, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this on when, as I was recording it. I'm like, did I ever make the argument on the show that I like? how the gauntlet kind of teaches you the map a little. I and think I, you I did. Might have. I think we did. To the point. But, but Dead I of the don't. Night was a was where it was not, it was too much. Certain maps, it was all right because we didn't have to do everything. There was a recent gauntlet. I uh, don't quite remember which one it was. It might have been uh, the Alpha Omega one where it just wasn't, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't, you got to do everything. Yeah. It was just like, I, make okay a gun. Like two, maybe, maybe two or three of them. Mm-hmm. Like, as I go through, um, let's see, as I read through everything they want you to do, they want you to acquire the zipline handle, which is fine. You're going to do that anyway. Um, possess a wonder, one player must possess a wonder waft, and so they got to look up the wonder waft tutorial. Mm -hmm. um, I'm ignoring the chat, the totem ones, because they, they also have their own set of guides. Um, craft the heat pack. Uh, open up all doors, which isn't that difficult, but you might not know about the bombs. Mm -hmm. This is like just taking a fresh player who's never played the map before. Yep. Um, let's see. But the, the, I mean, that's your, you made your point. It, it's very yeah. much so much of this haha like gotcha. And it's but the, but the totem, tedious. But each, each totem generally has one. Mm -hmm. And they make you do five totems. Mm -hmm. So in total, you have 30 challenges plus 15 challenges from all the totems. So you need to actually do 45 challenges. Yep. Like it, it, it felt like it felt lazy that 20, that, that five of the, uh, five of the 30 challenges are just mm -hmm. totems. I guess it would be those fives because those five challenges would take away five. You're adding, but it's per, but some, uh, of them are, or... some of them are du some of them are duplicates already like mm -hmm. the totem challenge yeah one of the totem challenges i think it's the one by, yeah snowballs uh, and there's a snowball on 19 i can just give you that one immediately no but uh, the flinger one there's mm -hmm. there's a challenge to kill 15 zombies with a flinger and yep. then there's a challenge to uh to do the um to do the flinger to like fling zombies in the totem okay it's like it's literally the Lots same exact one with i think the same exact number there you go like, I think you gotta 15 it's just if this gauntlet feels lazy they might have mailed it in i mean most of the community's gone at this point so it's like yeah we'll, we'll do what we can with it and uh move on to the next game and try and make it better uh, could be the the state of mind over there i think as a whole I some of the stuff I dislike the most are like the 27 out of scope using unpacked sniper rifle on round 27. It's just like yeah. give give me an insta kill then. Let me just keep popping insta kills because this sucks. Uh, it's just like using the the starting room rifle and the voyage of despair gauntlet. That was just like I we can do this. This isn't hard. This is just horribly tedious, really boring. Slows down the game and isn't fun. I I feel. The type of gamer that I like to be while playing zombies in this format of gauntlets is I felt like there needs to be a momentum that is carried, that things should be getting faster and faster all the way to the end, and that's really yeah. exciting, normally building up to a 
big climax for a boss fight or something like that. Uh, most of the gauntlets don't hit that mark for me. Thus, why I don't like most of the gauntlets because there's so many things that let you catch your breath. But then sometimes it's just like, all right, we're going to guarantee we're playing for another 10 to 20 minutes. And that's not really indicative of speedruns. They give us this timer to be all excited about speedruns and trying to beat your friends. And what's the point uh, when it's an hour? An hour-long speed run, that's not very interesting. It's just... Mm -hmm. For Zombies, other games is a different story, but I'm saying for this specific mode. It would help to rearrange some of the challenges. Certainly. Certainly. I don't have an an issue with Unpack-A-Punch-Sniper Challenge. Right, right. I agree. Put that in the the silver or bronze tier. Agree. And I I think the gold tier should be some of those harder ones, like Defending Navigation. Or defend, like, you know, the ones that force you to, tra- like, defending uh, in, like, the icy area, whatever that was called. Um, mm-hmm. Those are tough places to train, especially later in the game. Sure. Those are good late challenges. Um, you have one that's, like, slowly take damage if not inside the lighthouse station. That's challenge number two. Mm-hmm. It's honestly not even a challenge at round two. Just just hang out in the base of the lighthouse. Yeah, because there's no zombies there. Seconds to walk there. Mm -hmm. But if you threw that in the silver or threw that in the gold, suddenly that becomes much more of a challenge. Agreed. Like, I think they need to rearrange them a little bit better. I agree. And I don't like the repeat challenges like you brought up earlier again, to reiterate that. I mean, when you have... Gauntlets just might be too many. It might be a victim of just having too many challenges they have to make up for 30 different rounds, and they had to do that for every single map. Like Because you get some absolutely golden challenges. I bet if you took an all-star gauntlet where you picked all the very best challenges or most well-received challenges, you could have a blast playing these. I, I, I still think Blood of the Dead is one of my least favorite maps, just because to play, story-wise, has a lot of cool stuff to it. But pl- gameplay-wise, not a gigantic fan. And I love the, like, classic approach to the... You remember the, when the zombies, when you they move, like, super fast or they're, like, moving at a low frame rate or something? Uh, and they, it was based on chi- Japanese horror movies. And the zombies attack you with this very... Uh, it's it's just a different approach the way the animations work and how they're coming to get you i don't think it works exactly like the robots you know when you're not looking they're moving and then you look and everything's still mm-hmm. i think it's slightly different than that but stuff like that i think is terrific uh no hud or black and white mode and messing with little stuff like that is, is is fun for the low key rounds that's how you take a break and you pause not so much you know we're gonna reset your class at lo- you know, round 24, and then after that, we're going to say you can't have any money, otherwise you every second you're over 100,000 points, we're going to hurt you, and then you can't buy all your perks back. Just the way it would stack and challenges would be like, is this fun, or is this... <laughs> what are we doing? Uh-huh. I, I found that to happen quite often in these. I, I did think uh, Togder Toten had some cool moments, though. Uh, the Molten Mayhem was one of the cooler ones, where you got to sprint to avoid... Molten Mayhem's cool. Hell Train, def- it transforms the world. Defending Human Infusion, like, for a 30 challenge, I think that's a really tough one to do for 30. Okay. Like, I like that's just a tight area to train in, so I think if you could pull that off, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the dog one, where the snowballs. Yeah, that'll help you get the trophy, too. Yeah, like, I like the Hush Puppy one, use the snowballs only, and they just throw dogs at you. Like, those are, those are interesting challenges, because, you know... It's something you'd never get in zombies where 
you're going to face off against a really difficult dog round where like we're going to throw more dogs at you than normal mm-hmm. and you only got snowballs like good luck like those are those are the challenges I want to see in zombies. I don't want to see build the heat pack by the end of the round. Agreed. For a gauntlet, I I don't think doing side quests is yeah like side a, quests a challenge for good gauntlets. Yeah. No. For uh, for the most part, I think there were I some want... good ones though, weren't there? I swear there yeah, was no, a couple are, of good there, ones. There are good ones. Like but I think by and large, and even even some of the lower ones, like number seven, no health regen. Yeah. You know, like at round seven, it it never gave me any issue mm-hmm. but i was definitely more i was paying i was definitely paying more attention to round seven than i was around six or round eight mm-hmm. you know like i want each round to feel like a new round and when i uh, i should let me rephrase that i want each round to feel like a new experience right right i, I figured and I, that's get what you're going for. I get that sometimes when it's like round 19 is hush puppies where you're fighting just a massive wave of dogs with snowballs and then 20 is defending navigation Mm-hmm. Like they have two completely different play styles and they feel different. Um, right. And that's what takes away when you fill it full of all these challenges and the other rounds are now, when you say do it early, you're ignoring the other rounds. You're just playing zombies like normal. It's not a gauntlet anymore. Yeah, well, that, you're just playing zombies. I like, I got to the end of like, I got, I was at the round where I had to build the zip line handle by round six. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that done real fast. So I just spent pretty much that round even got a crawler just, doing two of the totems mm-hmm. or as many as I could, you know? And I actually, I, I, I died more working on the totems than I did the actual challenges. Funny enough. Like I was doing the lighthouse one and I actually stepped in the lighthouse beam. So I went down and like, well, fuck I died on an easy challenge, like an easy gauntlet challenge. Yeah. Because I was being careless on a totem challenge. And it makes sense. Did you do the, uh, does it force you to do the P Easter egg? No. Or, okay, they just did that then. Um, unless is the P Easter I I know it, but I forget the steps. Is it one of the totems? Might be. It is, if isn't it? If it's part of the totems, then yeah. Yeah, it must be. Because they force you to do all the totem challenges. Yeah, it must be. I can't remember now. It's been so long since I played uh, Tagder Togder Totem. And this is Smart Guy's gameplay when he was playing with Mile when they completed it. Just wanted to get show you some visuals from the uh, gauntlet itself. So it's just, you know, it's another gauntlet. It's a standard gauntlet. They gave it a good effort. I think this is it for content for Call of Duty Zombies for Black Ops 4. I can't imagine we would see anything else, John. You don't expect a, you know, a May-June Chronicles 2 reveal, do you? No, I don't. I, I think that would be quite a mistake if they did do something like that with Black Ops. Uh, I mean, they're going to be promoting Black Ops 5. That's crazy that Black yeah, well, Ops 5 that's, that's is that close. P is in a totem. You throw snowballs at puppies. Uh, oh, that's right. You, at the, the sock puppets. That's what I thought. It's the sock puppets. So, um, no, so my thing with Zombie Chronicles 2 is mm-hmm. if we were going to get it, we would have gotten it already. Um, like it would have been a November, October kind of release around the same time as Modern Warfare, which is tricky mm-hmm. um, in terms of marketing. Like, do you market both? Do you market one or the other? Um, but because, yeah, we're here now coming into December in two weeks. Then four months later, we're already on the hype train for Black Ops 5. Unless mm-hmm. you were to work in Zombie Chronicles 2 into the Black Ops 5 help or yeah. hype. 
here's you know maybe here, pre-order deals a pre-order bonus that was gonna, yeah that's what i was gonna say here's my bold prediction there you um, go pre-order black ops 5 either get zombie chronicles 2 for black ops 4 or you get zombie chronicles 2 as like a day one thing for uh black ops 5 yeah that makes sense. Zombie Chronicles 2 for Black Ops 5 Day 1 makes sense. Because it's like, let's let's assume that they already have like 80% of it done and it got cut. Yeah. Um, then it could very well be that yeah. with that 80% done, they're like, well, shit, we can just finish this and then make it our pre-order bonus. And then we don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Because Zombies generally has that pre-order map, you know, whether it's the original Zombie Chronicles as the Black Ops 1 pre-order bonus or the, um, or that was the Harden edition. You got that, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and then mm -hmm. Nuketown, then what was Black Ops 3's? Oh, the Giant. And it's also generally a uh, a remake, too. So that's going to be my official bold prediction. <laughs> so brave. You're so brave. How could you say something so... Wait, what's, what is it? So controversial, yet so true. Yeah. Do you know this line? I've heard many, many uh, memes about that at this point of brave, controversial... Um, where you say something that is uh, absolutely not. How could not... you say something so controversial? It's from Eric Andre. How could you say something so controversial? It's so brave. There it is. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I think that that about wraps up everything I wanted to talk about the gauntlets for. Uh, John, you're welcome to get topic time up. And then we'll have donations. Topic time. Let's get it. Let's do it. Uh, Ultimate Noob Twenty Three says, "Does expecting the unexpected make the unexpected the expected?" You can never expect the unexpected, so it will always be unexpected. But unless it's uh, unless it's the Spanish Inquisition. Oh God, they're so good. <laughs> I never expect Nobody them. Nobody expects that. I never expect them. Oh shit, they're here. <laughs> uh, Vegan Lizard King says, "Have you seen Mandalorian on Disney Plus?" Yeah, I liked it. Did you like it? Yeah. Did um, you see it? But you, no, you're Mr. Anti Star Wars. I don't have Disney Plus yet. Yeah. Well, my my sister has it Star free, Wars. so she invited me over. My sister's the one that sends me updates about Raylo. Uh, do you know what Raylo is? No. That is the sh group of people that are shipping Kylo Ren and Rey together as a relationship, and they're oh. oogling over it, and that's the only reason. My sister's never liked Star Wars, and now she likes Star Wars. And I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this kills me. But it's a, spa it's a soap opera, a space opera, I think is the official Mandalorian is? Uh, Star Wars. The genre oh, is yeah, space yeah, yeah, opera. Yeah. Uh, so Mandalorian is actually more a take on a Western, basically a Western space. And it's got mm. really awesome sci-fi. There's a lot of, there's so much show, don't tell. So I really like that. Um, I've never been so happy to see Jawas annihilate it. There's a really good plot hook to the series as well that I think is excellent. Uh, there's a lot of lore. I love the Mandalorian lore, so they can really lean into that. I don't, I'm not seeing where... A lot of issues I have in Star Wars is like woke Disney, uh, merchandising. It's disingenuous rewriting characters and history inside the series that I really liked. I also have a romanticized version of Star Wars because of the Clone Wars uh, movie TV series. I mean, that's like 400 hours of content that I could consume and be like, oh, man, I love this versus two and a half hour movie. It, it, at best, how how much can you really develop in a two and a half hour movie? So obviously, other people fantastic, but in worlds as big as Star Wars, it can be some problems. But anyway, getting all of my biases out of the way for it, I thought it was fun. I, I really enjoyed the Mandalorian. I look forward to more. I was sitting there being like, I can't wait till he gets a jetpack and more bobs. I want to see more explosions. I, mean, I saw some people saying it was boring. 
you know, to each their own. I, I can totally understand why people might not like it. I wasn't sure it was a parody, though, for, like, the first 10 minutes. I'm like, is this a parody? Is this a joke? Is this supposed to be serious? But it's a, a little darker. I also saw the comment that people were like, there wasn't enough killing in it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought it was terrific. It was violent as hell. This was... This is Star Wars that I read in graphic novels or played in video games, which also impact a lot of my consumption of Star Wars. So I liked it. This is surprising, especially from you, who has since been Mr. Anti-Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, check it out. See if you like it. Form your own opinions. I think it's uh, pretty good. I'm going to watch it every Friday until I hate it with my, my sister. They're supposed to release every Friday, minus uh, around uh, Christmas. I think they have a Tuesday release for some reason for the schedule. Wait, oh, so does Disney not do, like, Netflix and just release all at once? Yep, they don't. They make it, like, a premiere thing, which it's kind of nice in the sense that you have something to look forward to, kind of like Game of Thrones, sort of HBO-esque, that you subscribe to HBO, but things come out as time goes on. Um, so that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, the first the first episode was great. Um, directors, I think John Favreau directed one. Uh, Dave, uh, I forget his last name, but he's part of the guys that made Clone Wars and Rebels. He's amazing. He directed the first episode. Uh, there's, I think Happy was involved with this. Is that David Favreau? Is that the same guy? Yeah, John John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. I'm sorry. And there's another director too in there. Uh, they're just amazing. You're putting the hands into some of the best creators and film directors in the industry and people who have safeguarded the lore of Star Wars. You're getting something really great out of the series. And I especially liked how the main character was conveying a lot without saying too much, and then they didn't have to go to the audience, this is how bounty hunting works! This is how... It was... There was so much. There's no lines like, man, they hate that ship! There's there's none of that shit. It's just... Mm-hmm. You're just watching a movie. That's good. Uh, Captain Murphy says, did either of you see Talim or Tim Hansen's video on why they feel Black Ops 4 failed? Both were very good videos. I didn't, but I think I... I heard someone comment in a Zombros live stream saying that Tim argued it didn't innovate. Is that true? Because if that's true, um, I, I feel quite opposed to that viewpoint. I believe it innovated too much to a detriment. They radically changed the perk system, the specialist system, to a point where they changed so much that people didn't want to play. Like, they didn't recognize it anymore, and it turned a lot of people off from the gameplay they liked. Gobblegums got revamped. Perks got revamped. Guns got revamped. Specialist systems got revamped. I guess guns not as much, but I mean, so many systems went through major overhauls, completely innovated and changed how you played zombies, and it made for a very polarizing experience in the community. Yeah, I didn't watch Tim Hansen's video, but what I will comment on Black Ops 4 not innovating is that innovation that's poorly well, or changes that are received poorly Mm -hmm. get called needless. Well, mm-hmm. changes that are received really well get called innovative. Perfect. So how can you say that Black Ops 4... Like, you know, it, it becomes almost a little bit of a double standard. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. Black Ops 4 didn't innovate. No, it's not that they didn't innovate. It's that they made changes that you and the greater community didn't receive well. Mm-hmm. They clearly tr- they clearly tried to innovate. Yeah. Um, whether or not they succeeded at that innovation is up for you to decide. I don't, I don't think it's fair to say just a blanket statement they didn't innovate. Mm-hmm. Because all innovation is is well-received changes. Yes. If those changes were received with, like, a praise, we'd say Black Ops 4 is the most innovative. Let's say mm-hmm. we love the new perk system. Sure. Let's say we love the um, the the specialist. We'd say this is one of the most innovative zombies we've had in years. Thank God Treyarch finally changed up that boring, antiquated perk system they've used for almost a decade now, mm-hmm. you know? 
Right. Exactly. Boss man so it's just, all about, well, it's I mean, all about framing and how you receive things. Exactly. I just want to add boss man in chat put out that they have a scrapped chaos wonder weapon they put into blackout called the eye of apothis that's pretty cool uh neato that 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 again comes into the innovation talk i wanted to bring up it's just like seeing you know new wonder weapons was another criticism we didn't see a lot of new wonder weapons this year a lot of remasters remakes how many times did we see thunder gun get put into the game all things to consider and again to your point if they ended up doing some of the stuff i've suggested like i can't believe that the cross map easter eggs that was introduced in transit with the nav cards hasn't evolved in leaps and bounds by this point and that would if they did that in this game what incredible innovations right we would have been so so excited about it so uh, you, you make excellent points john mm-hmm. um power outage says what's the most fun wonder weapon in zombies my favorite is the ray gun mark three because of how unique and powerful it is it's a fun one i like scavenger still just on low rounds that's so much Scavenger fun. Is really so fun much fun. Especially if you put up that sensitivity and you're like spinning and shit and shooting it off. It's and satisfying. Oh, and you're like, come on, George, come on. You're fighting him and killing zombies. Like, you can be... Blo- the zo- It works so well that it's blocking all the zombies from murdering you while you're trying to deal with George at times. And if you have the music going, it's a great gameplay gun. Mm-hmm. I also... I. I think the blunder bus was a fun wonder weapon. Something about that just felt sad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. Uh, the blunder, uh, the, not the, well, the blunder bus. I will actually put into exo zombies. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I I was thinking the uh, the cannon gun. I can't think of that. Oh, Kraken was a ton of fun the too Kraken. from Bo4. I, like I agree. Uh, Doctor Minty says, "Who's cuter, Baby Groot or Baby Yoda?" Well, there's a fucking spoiler. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Well, spoilers for the Mandalorian. Uh, uh. That was one of the really cool plot hooks is they found one of Yoda's uh, species. That's what they're fighting over. The mis- they, He was tasked with a high-profile bounty. He gets in there. It's 50 years old, so right around the time Yoda died. Um, it, I don't think it's a reincarnation of Yoda, but it's like basically one of the most unexplored uh, pieces of lore in Star Wars is where did Yoda come from and why is he so powerful? He's the most powerful Jedi ever, arguably, besides Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, all the All-Stars. Uh, Yaddle, his sister, was on the council, or at least the female version of his species, one of the only other ever references to his race. So we're going to deal with a very Force-sensitive race, so you're going to get tons of lore about well, this character. I mean, it's a perfect plot hook because you're just saying, like, I don't know anything about the most powerful Jedi ever. Is it inherent in his species? Was it learned? Where do they come from? Why does the Empire want them? A ton of really cool things can easily come out of that plot hook. Uh, is uh, are Yoda's uh, are Yoda's species rare? I just assume they weren't. Uh, there's only like... been two of we've ever seen ever in Star Wars. Yeah, I know, we I don't know even that. know the name of a species. That's how rare they are. I know that. I just assumed though that like Yoda was just special. He, I think he is special. I, I think it's not inherent, but uh, I think they have a higher metachlorian count than most other creatures. I think inherently they have access to the Force, as you will see in the Mandalorian. Uh, it's a, it's a bit, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, who would be? Who would be? Next one comes from. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was gonna read something in chat, getting back to a previous conversation. But what do you want to say before we get to that? I was going to read the next topic, but finish what, read that chat. Sure. Psycho5 said, Tim acknowledged, uh, because we asked the chat, 
what did he say? So that's why I wanted to read it. The innovation, but it was more that they innovated things that didn't need to be changed. Just proving your point. Some yes and were good, but others were others no and were a detriment. Examples escape me. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett is not in the Mandalorian, and I don't think you should bring him in until like season three or four at best. He, this can easily stand on, on its own. I was really worried by the first episode that they were going to be like, oh, here's Lost Jedi X, some name you would know, or some tie into the Obi-Wan series. Like any of that stuff is so like, ugh. This was a really good way of still exploring the universe without having to lean into like, <gasps> like episode nine is like, oh, the Emperor's coming back. What? That, that leans into my cynicism towards Star Wars, which is like, you guys aren't saying anything new. You're not making anything new or interesting. Last one comes from Captain Murphy. He says, thanks, Reed, for your tip last week on the XM53 to one-hit the DE boss fights. I don't have to wait for money bombs or danger closest anymore. Just a bow in the XM53, and I'm good to go. Welcome. Yeah, it's awesome. I think I learned that from pizza, so thank pizza, too. But that's it for Topic Time this week. Thanks cool. for those who submitted. Let's get to the donations. Uh, uh, you know, I better just get up at Streamlabs. But you know, it's uh, it's good to see some positive Star Wars content. That's mm-hmm. fun. Maybe it'll give me hope for uh, future installments of the Obi Wan series. You gonna go see on uh, opening? I mean, there's a lot of movies coming out. You gonna go see Frozen two? Uh, I probably will see both of them. Yeah, Frozen two and. Uh... And and uh, Star Wars. You can go with your. Are you gonna go yeah, with well, your? Wild, yeah, your little my, sisters. I'm sure, my younger sisters want to see it, so I'll go yeah. see it. Well, honestly, I want to know. I'm just curious. It's just like this is one of the most hyped Disney movies ever. Like Frozen One was one of the most just received well and made so many records. What the hell are they gonna say in a sequel? I'm mm-hmm. very curious. I'm not going open at night, but I got to find somebody to go. My sister absolutely hates it, so I, I'm, I'm not going to be a weird single guy going to see Frozen 2 by himself. That's uh, weird. I got to go during school hours if I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, David Kirk donated. Once again, another consistent wink. David Kirk comes in with a $10, 10-pound donation. Just hit 12 120,000 gamer score. Is that what it's called? GS on Xbox by playing Fallout 3, a good Bethesda game. Thoughts, uh, game. Thought your video coverage, uh, your video covered Bethesda well. I just wanted to know your thoughts on Stadia and xCloud with their announcements for 2019. I do want to make a video on that at some point. Wow. Did you hear what happened to Stadia? It's supposed to launch in like a week. No, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a projected date. It was supposed to do that. And instead of delaying it launch... Fell off the off the radar. Big time. And I can't even begin to describe... I guess I can. That's a stupid statement. I take that back. I reject that from the record. I will begin to describe how awful their release schedule is already coming. Is Developers are terrified that they're just going to cancel Stadium altogether after all these contracts were signed. Um, all their launch titles are all games that have already come out. Almost nothing has pulled people exclusively except a platformer. Uh, people who pre-ordered it won't be getting it day one. Not everybody, but there's a large portion of people, even Founders Editions. They just didn't make enough for their pre-order date. They couldn't manufacture enough of them, uh, even though... They took the money, which is insane. Could you imagine buying a, a any console? I mean, this is seeming like the Ouya right now, but any console on day one and you don't get it? You got to wait? <laughs> like, what? what? What do you mean? 
Uh, so people who have Chromecasts, they can't just get an update and play it. And like as soon as they get the controller and play it, like they promised, they got to wait for a patch. They have mm-hmm. to wait till they get their specific Chromecast for this in order to play the Stadia. The lineup is just so it's all games we've already played. So why would you buy this at full price? Uh, there's a bunch of features that aren't working on launch. Some of the biggest ones was like playing with stream or your, your stream chat. That was an interesting feature. But some of the like most basic features of Stadia that I can't remember off the top of my head that you most people bought the game bought it for aren't available on launch and will be released in 2020. Just like yeah, this strikes me as a service because I think Google's behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it gets off to a rocky start, the funding will be there to keep it going for a while. This strikes me as a service, though, that like first year is gonna be a rough year. Yeah. Um, I think once once the ball gets rolling and they're getting games as they're released and not just like games we've already played before, then it'll be better. But it's, I, I think it's going to have a rocky start. But because Google's backing it, I expect that they'll do fine in the long run. That's a fair point. But uh, I saw this on Inside Gaming, and they mentioned this site called the Google Graveyard. Oh, and yeah, Google kills a lot of projects. I had no idea. And 190, all right. 190 projects that <laughs> that ended up failing. I think Google Glass is on there. Yeah, but also a lot of a lot of projects by Google... But that's the point. That's your R&D division. That's that's part of the... Yeah. They're, they're just like, I'm going to take $10 billion this year. I'm pretty sure that's part of their allocation I heard in a, a video I watched in college, so it's probably dated by now. But they take budget about $10 billion a year just to trying new shit out, basically. Yeah. For R&D. Like they got Alphabet. That's their... I, yeah. Just because Google starts a project and kills it, I don't really... So it'll be interesting to see if Stadia can survive with Google's funding or if it's going to be part of the Google graveyard because it's looking dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, Comcap donates $5 and says, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Comcap. Thanks for uh, donating. Mr. Drown here again. Good day, gentlemen. I hope all is well. Stay safe, stay productive, and have a great week. Thank you so much, Mr. Drown. Always good to see you every week. Asteroid Delta Going to work right now, but I hope all is well. Also, hello, everybody. Life's great. One week without gaming. Love you all, Delta. Yeah, big kudos to you. Delta reached out to me, and he's uh, been trying to get away from gaming, and that's something I encourage many of you to do if it's too much. If you're not a casual gamer, if you're spending you know 20 to 40 hours a week gaming, there's a lot more to life, and you might be a lot more happy if you end up getting out there and... Uh, seeing the world i mean john you have quite an active social life right you hardly play games yeah yeah we can call it that <laughs> quite an active yeah i, I feel I like that translates to a much happier life and more engaged life um like to me i play games that catch my interest and like just casually for fun um mm-hmm. but i'm not obsessing over games right but that doesn't always translate me not playing games all the time doesn't always translate to me like out and about. It could also just sure. be me on my phone or me on Reddit. Sure, sure, sure. I uh-huh. I, I, I think that I, there is some... Ah, I'm not going to say that. Forget it. Anyway, but there was a really good uh, quote I had in here. It was on a video. Somebody had a good analysis of uh, a lot of why there's such a demographic shift in guys playing like depressed men playing video games and it talks about the psychology behind men needing a a job and a purpose and video games are really great 
at doing that for people and that's why men can just get sucked in not and it's not saying women can't just men are significantly based on statistical analysis more likely to get sucked into video games because of these uh psychological uh impulses or psychological needs that need to be fulfilled such as like having a job prospering in the job and you can get that like in any of these video games be the hero you know any rts games like civ all those type of deals so that, just something interesting i thought it was cool i don't have the quote i think i deleted it but something to put out there and something to consider i believe that is everything else uh we have here so go have a absolutely wonderful week until we see you all next thanks for watching this week's episode of zombros we'll be back next week if there's news for sunday 2 p.m eastern standard time for more zombros action you can check us out on itunes and spotify if you'd like the show you can support us on patreon that's the best way to make sure the show continues to uh thrive and continues to get produced we have bonus episodes coming out uh later this month it's a busy month october we took care of november and december we should be, be getting towards our new patreon revamp all those things to look forward to thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one be safe till then thank you for tuning into this episode of zombros make sure to download the podcast on itunes and support the show on patreon if you haven't already if you have the time be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going links will be in the description we'll see you in the next episode